Hi, I'm Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. This will be a review of the 2010 film, The Next Three Days, and a little bit of an update here at the beginning. One, I haven't started uploading video podcasts yet because once I threw my test into my editing software last week, my computer clo- crawled to a uh, just so slow it was impossible to work. Um, when I do the Rockstar interview, Zoom or Skype or whatever does the editing and, and spits out a video that I can put a beginning and an end on. But recording things directly from my webcam or one of my cameras co- connected to my computer... There's more editing, more number crunching, that kind of thing. And my software and my CPU, I guess, are not up to the task. Anyway, long story short, the video part will be coming. But in the meantime, you'll still get the audio ones. And when we move to videos, you will still get audio podcasts. The second little note is a little bit different format. For the reviews, I'm going to do kind of a quick summary with my thoughts at the beginning so that people that don't want to get into the minutia of the movie, um, any spoilers and that kind of thing, can just hear what I think about the movie and, and tune out. And everybody else who wants the long form can stick around and I won't repeat myself. So long and the short of it is, this was a movie I picked up in a Walmart bin for five bucks. I redeemed the digital copy, set it on a shelf, put it in a box, and really didn't watch it for a decade. Uh, or ha- whenever it was I bought it. I didn't buy it in 2010 or 11. Um It was years later, but I had never seen the movie. It was never on my radar. I know that Paul Haggis is a decent director. And so I finally, the other day, found it in a box, pulled it out and said, I'm going to put it on my things of, uh, you know, my list of things to watch and review. And I watched it and it was very entertaining, but it was not anything like what the cover makes you think it's like. Um, and I don't think it's really false advertising. I think if you read the back, you'd get the gist of it. But I was expecting a Liam Neeson-esque action film. And it's more of a drama about two people and what they go through with the penal system. And then maybe they, you know, have to plan a, an escape. And so more than three quarters of the film, that's what it's about. And then the final act, which is not a whole act, probably a quarter, maybe less, of the film is the actual attempt the actors are great. Russell Crowe does a great job. Um, this was right at the end of his heyday. You don't see him in as many things now. Um, he plays a very down-to-earth character. Um, I liked everybody in the film. I liked the directing. It just wasn't what I expected, but it kept me entertained for two, a little over two hours. Um, I thought they could have sped up the beginning to get towards the meat of it quicker. But establishing characters is important, especially when this is not coming from an action director. He's all about the drama and the characters, and that's what the film is actually about. Um, And well played on all sides. The movie came out in November of 2010. It was made for $30 million. It grossed $67 million. It's about 50% on Rotten Tomatoes and other sites. I would say watch it if it comes on streaming. It's a couple of hours well spent with some good acting. Uh, The cinematography is good. It's a good story. It's interesting. People, some of the reviews I checked out right before I watched it, somebody talked about how far-fetched it was, but I actually found it pretty believable, especially when you watch some of the extras that Paul, uh, the director, once he had heard about this, it was a French movie first, and he felt he could elevate the material and do a little bit more with the material than the original director did. Um, So he wrote the screenplay and made it into a film. And I've never seen the original, so I can't say, but... Again, it's more of a procedural about their life before, during, and 
hopefully after. <laughs> I don't want to do any spoilers. So it's an entertaining film of about two hours and 13 minutes. If you take the credits out, it's about, I guess, two, three. Um, it was good. You know, it's nothing I have to run right out and watch again, but there's a certain audience for it. There's a certain time for it. And it was well made. There you go. That's the short part of the review. Now to get into it. Um, and yes, I will probably get into a few spoilers as well if you haven't seen it. Uh, some small things like Danny Elfman did the music. I wouldn't, if I hadn't seen his name at the beginning, I wouldn't have guessed that. It's a really great score. It just doesn't sound like your typical Danny Elfman. This is a very down-to-earth, gritty, normal, slice-of-life, almost uh, documentary-esque take on uh, the situation that happens. The movie is divided up into sections, like chapters. The first section, which is actually relatively long, is the last three years. Then it says the last three months. Then it says the last three days. And then towards the end of the movie, we get the next three days, which is what the movie is called. And the gist of the film is uh, John Brennan and Laura Brennan, normal guy, Elizabeth Banks is his wife. Um, She gets arrested for murder and their lives turn upside down. And she's thrown in jail and he tries to get her out. And then this takes a while and things look darker and darker and darker. And his dad is Brian Dennehy. Olivia Wilde is a woman he meets at the playground. Uh, Ty Simpkins is in it. Um, Some really great actors uh, in this film elevate the material. But the, the whole idea is that they were elevating the French material that it originally started from. And you If the movie had moved a little bit faster, I would have been more entertained, but I understand the character building and the the world building and all that. They did a great job. And then we see everything he goes through, trying to get the fake IDs and how he does that. Turns out that if you watch the extras, Paul Haggis actually looked these things up. You know, he would just go to Google and go, how do you make a skeleton key? Oh, a bump key. What's that? And that's in the movie. Or how he goes around and he buys small amounts of drugs from people on the street and then ask them about getting passports. Most of them say no. You get the gist of that because he dumps out all these drugs that he doesn't really want on the table and only one person came back to him and said, I can get those for you. Um, So it shows you mostly from that point of view what someone would do put in that situation. We do see a little of the police procedural, but, you know, the, the evidence pretty much points to the Elizabeth Banks character. And you don't know for the longest time whether she's guilty or not. Matter of fact, it's a dramatic point in the film when she says, you didn't even ask if, if I, I did it or not. And the husband, you know, Russell Crowe's like, I didn't have to ask her, my wife. Um, all in all, it's an entertaining film. They're taking their time and building the characters and the situation to when he finally has to pull the trigger and do what he has to do, the... the uh, the great cameo from Liam Neeson. I, I joked when I saw the cover that this looked like a Liam Neeson movie, and he's actually in the film. Um, there's a lot of big producers on this. There was a lot of people involved. I mean, it. it I, I assume they expected it to be a bigger movie. It came out, of, uh, I think, November. So that's before the Christmas season. Yeah, um, right around Thanksgiving. So it was a Thanksgiving movie in 2010. And it did okay for a movie that only cost $30 million to make. And I think 50-50, I think some people will walk away and go, well, it was okay because, well, it doesn't it doesn't go to the lengths that a, a highly cinematic Liam Neeson does, jumping off buildings and long chase sequences and things like that. This is told very realistically, almost like a documentary. Um, 
And I'm not going to tell you how it turns out. The ending is satisfying. Um, what? How far-fetched is it? I, I'm not an expert on the penal system. If you are, perhaps uh, getting someone out of prison and orchestrating this the way it happens, I don't know. Look, look, that would be about the only way he could do it. You know, the prison is supposed to be pretty much unbreakable, outable, is that, if that's a phrase. Um, and whether or not they succeed at the end, I found the ending very satisfying. I found the movie in general satisfying. When it was over, I didn't mind the $5 I spent on it out of the uh, the Blu-ray bin. Quick side note, um, there's been a lot of talk, and I've seen more. I'm going to do a separate podcast again about owning hard media. Um, more streaming. Sony is now doing their own streaming service, which means they'll pull Sony movies out of some of the other services. Um I'm sorry. In my opinion, it's just too much to pay for 20 different streaming services. This is what we wanted when cable, when we everybody decided to get off cable and move to streaming services. It's insane. And I'm finding movies in my collection that I either forgot the first time I watched them or I bought them and never watched them that give me a picture-perfect quality. Uh, I can pause it. You know, I own it. I don't have to wait for streaming. I don't have to worry about any kind of data cap or anything like that. I think owning your favorite movies, this is not one that would have normally been in the collection had I paid 20 to $30 for it. Won't be one I will upgrade to 4K. But like I said, um, you know, if my mom were still around and she came over one weekend, this, you know, if somebody's mom came over, this would be a good movie to watch because it, it, it it's PG-13. It doesn't go too hard with some of the, uh, you know, some of the crime stuff, some of the violence and that kind of thing. All in all, it's a very entertaining film, well-filmed, well-acted, fine. It, it just doesn't blow you away with anything, but it wasn't made to be that kind of film. I think it's well-acted and very satisfying when it winds up, so check out the next three days if you haven't seen it in the last decade, which I never have. Um, I have a stack of movies I've been watching, saving for video reviews, and, and, and I'm getting behind, so you're about to get a flurry of podcasts I hope you enjoy. I'm Scott Hamilton. My website is therockfile.com. Hit that for all the details, links, and when things get updated, I will let you know. Thank you very much for listening. Have a spectacular day. Spectacular day.